Hi, and welcome to Integrative Cancer Solutions with Dr. Carl Feld. A cancer diagnosis is one of the hardest slap in the face imaginable. All of a sudden, you have to become an expert in cancer and its treatments because your life depends on it. Oncologists, family, and friends are pushing you towards chemo, radiation, surgery, and yet you feel there are additional solutions out there. You don't feel confident in that only traditional therapies will take care of it. You may, as I have, seen family or friends quickly go downhill from harsh medical treatments. There is a better way. I invite you to listen to stories from real people fighting cancer successfully through powerful, integrative, and holistic methods. Learn what they did. This is my gift to you to make the learning curve less steep after your diagnosis. The information this podcast could save your life as it has others. Dr. Madlena Kanchev, it's such an honor to have you on the show today. And, and I'm so excited. You're, you're about to finish a book, right, in, in regards to your cancer journey. What, what's the name of that book? The name of the book is a very provocative one. Cancer is your best teacher. And that is just for, for a cancer patient when you're diagnosed. I mean, it's just something that you have a very hard time to wrap your head around, you know, because, I mean, you, you can't imagine how cancer can be your teacher. I mean, you're, you're just looking at it as something that is just bad and needs to get be gotten rid of. You know, there's nothing to learn from it. You know, it's just, it's just a miserable time in your life. So, so tell me a little bit, I mean, you have quite a reason why you think that you got cancer. So tell me a little bit about your upbringing and, and how, how, how can I, the cancer, what you believe that cancer came into your life? Thank you for giving me this opportunity. I'll make it very short. I was born and grew up in Bulgaria. This is a small country in southeastern part of Europe. And back then, Bulgaria was a communist country where religion, connection to God was forbidden by law, which later I realized was my chance to establish connection with higher power, God, universe, divine, in my own unique way. Back then, I didn't know it. So I followed the desire, the vision of my parents to become a dentist. It took me some years to realize that this was not my vision. I was just an obedient daughter. So I completed my education as a dentist at a very young age. Like also 20, as an obedient daughter 20, at the age of 23. Yeah. I already amazing. obtained my doctor title. And so... Back then, I felt, well, this is a huge achievement. I was very proud of myself. My parents were proud of me. And at some point, as I moved to Germany back in 1986, then I had been ambitious my whole life. So, And I'm saying this with healthy confidence because it's a very good trait of character. So here I am in a foreign country, Germany. I, I want to learn the language then I want to go through all this recognition exams so that my uh, education is recognized. And here I am at the age of 30, on the top of the world, quotation mark, of course, I am opening dental practice in a foreign country. Well, only four months after that, my first husband died. So first invitation from life to reschedule the priorities, success, right? Mm -hmm. And in the process of dealing with this challenge, 
in the process of running after this earthly success, in the process of taking in care and responsibilities, also financial type of responsibilities, I made my dental work. Even I served my patients from my heart because it had been a desire, it had been a driving force of me to be a servant. And until today, I believe firmly that when we serve the highest good of all, which is human health and well-being, then I will, and I'm not saying that people who don't do that don't have a purpose in life. I'm talking about us who serve the highest good of all, human health and well-being. This is a, an incredible purpose to serve, right? So I was serving this purpose, and yet, to answer your question, for me personally, why I had to deal with cancer, the reason is very clear to me because I have disconnected from my soul. And why do you say that? I mean, here you are as a dentist, you're serving, you're serving from your heart. Why do you feel that you were disconnected? Because I found myself in a conflict. I was educated in this communist country where the intentions were really good. We, we went privileged, this is the right word, to enjoy high level education, to be able to serve patients at the age of 23, it requires a solid education, right? The education was for free. We didn't have to pay anything. This is a privilege. This is honor. And we were educated 100% in the spirit of traditional medicine. There is cause and effect. And when you prescribe this, this is going to happen very quickly. During the study even, we started asking ourselves, me and the other students, questions which were doubting this absolutism of traditional medicine. And very quickly, I realized that the traditional medicine doesn't have all the answers. So we turned to the non-traditional medicine. And today, I allow myself to state my humble opinion. If healing is 100%, 15 to 20% is due to the traditional medicine, which has achieved a lot. 15 to 20% is due to the non-traditional medicine. And the rest is the power of human spirit. And as a dentist, I found myself in this conflict of where is the, the what role does the traditional medicine play? What role does the non-traditional medicine play? What is the, the contribution to the, to the healing process of the human spirit? And when you're busy, 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 take your time. I'm not saying you don't have the time, but you don't take, at least I'm talking about myself. I did not take my time to reflect as I'm doing now. Of course, I was much, much younger and so on. So everything was taking care of the to-do list today, tomorrow, taking care of everyone's needs and minds were on the bottom of the priority list. So you, you didn't feel centered within yourself. You were always out there. You were never connected with in with who you were, your identity, you know, what was in your heart. I mean, you were serving from the heart and you were doing wonderful things. I mean, you were helping other people, but you did not respect yourself. This this God-given beautiful body and you were just using it and abusing it uh, without refueling it. 
Exactly. Abusing is a very good word to put it. Yeah. Right? And through this disconnection with the soul, we have very good saying here in Germany. It says, if you don't want to listen, you have to feel it. And I didn't want to listen to my soul telling me, here I am, reconnect with me. And the result out of that was, and I'm saying all this with love. There is no judgment here. This is just facts. I had to feel the pain of a body where certain cells started living their own life, disconnecting from this very well-organized, self-rejuvenating, self-healing system, which our body is created to be, right? We're in a position to self-heal, to self-rejuvenate, to self-organize. We are. Mm -hmm. And what was beautiful is that the power of intention and purpose and our spirit, you know, helps like you're, you're talking about the self-organizing that they, they follow the demand of the instructions that we subconsciously and spiritually give our body. So they, it, it's like they obey whatever it is that we say. So if we are abusing the cells and they are going to be behave like abuse cells. Yeah, exactly. And these are the lessons which cancer has taught me. Not all the lessons, of course. And yet, for me, cancer had been my greatest teacher. Nothing in my life has taught me this great lessons. And nothing in my life has given me this invitation to reconnect with my soul, to reconnect with my spirit as a part of the divine spirit, and to start, with no exaggeration, writing a completely new chapter of my life. And this is also a decision, right? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So tell me, when did you, you started your dental practice and then four months later, your first husband passed away, you know, which, mm -hmm. which is, I mean, that's horrendous. And when did you develop cancer? I mean, when, when did you find out that you had cancer? What kind of cancer was it? The year 1998 started for me in a very weird manner. So I remember... When a year starts, there is this excitement, a new year starts, new beautiful things are going to happen. I didn't have this feeling. And I remember it was winter time, and yet there are sunny and beautiful snowy days. For me, the colors which I saw were black and gray. Mm. There was no other color for me. And I'm thinking, something is off something is different, something is going to happen. I knew at the beginning of the year 98 and the middle of May 98, you see how life works. My daughter was 10 and a half and she got her first menstruation. So I got very worried about that very quickly. I found time to go to gynecologist and uh, he did an invest. Uh, he examined her and he said, Everything is fine. She's just very well developed for her age. And I want you to be the next person I'm going to check with. Because I always had a small spot on my uterus, which we were checking with. Mm -hmm. But for the last four years, it was not important for me to go on a regular check, right? Mm -hmm. And this was the moment when the gynecologist checked with my uterus. This was, I think, Thursday and Monday, before I start my dental practice, 
with patients, working with patients, the phone rings and it's my gynecologist. And I knew it doesn't sound good. No, I, of course, he didn't tell me that on the phone. And the words, I'm sorry, you have cancer of the uterus. Other words would change one's life, right? No, yeah, exactly. Why me? What did I do wrong? Why is life punishing me? What's going to happen to my dental uh, team? What's going to happen to my two children, four and 11? At this point, I had two children already. So all these questions come up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, I mean, you don't say, oh, thank you. Cancer, you're, you're my best no, teacher, right? No. Yeah, <laughs> no, you it, don't. It, that's not, no, exactly. I mean, you you look at your whole life, you know, like you're you're saying, everything that you built up and then all of a sudden you have something that can take all of that away. Mostly and, my life, right? Yeah, I have yeah. two children. I want to be around them. They grow up. I want to dance at their weddings. Mm-hmm. I want to enjoy my grandchildren as I'm doing it now. So back then it was, and yet I have to tell you this, as much as I was fearful, of course I was fearful and doubtful. I remember distinctly there's only one option for me mm-hmm. to get healed. To get killed? Healed. Oh, healed. Okay. Healed. Not <laughs> yeah. killed. Sorry. Okay. Thank healed. You. To get healed. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So there were, there were no other options. So halfway so... Or, or I have to win this battle. Mm-hmm. The, so, the point is how? Yeah. So were you at that point, you know, because looking at your dental practice and if you go through chemo and all of these kind of things, obviously you have to then almost pause your dental practice because you, you know the impact that all those therapies are going to have on you. So and radiation how, as well. Yeah, exactly. So how did you, what did it go through your mind at that point when, because I mean, you're a doctor, you, you know the type of therapies that you're, you're facing so what was going through your mind at that time? To be very honest with you, deep in my heart, I had this feeling which carried me through all these procedures. I had the feeling everything is going to be well with you. I always had this feeling, no matter what, because I had one cancer surgery, mm-hmm. it didn't work. We tried with a partial removal of the uterus. It didn't work. So I had to face a second cancer surgery. They had to wait six weeks, and the six weeks were, of course, the longest period of time in my life. I was still working. I was still taking care of everyone and so on. And I was just counting the days. When are the six weeks (laughs) coming to an end? And this is the moment which was so significant in my life. The evening before the second cancer surgery, I went on my knees. I'm going to get emotional. I went on my knees physically and emotionally naked. And I said, God, I have two children, four and 11. This is a very strong why for me. I want to leave. Please heal me. I've tried everything and anything. I tried outside with, with medicine and human beings and support and so on. Please heal me. And in this moment, a voice came and said, my beloved daughter, go back to bed. You are healed. And even if I was dreaming back then, that was enough for me to go back and to have this comfort in my heart. I'm not alone. 
there is someone, there is something who or which loves me just for being part of his creation. So I went back to bed, went through this, uh, comforted, really comforted. Discomfort carried me through this surgery and so on. And the surgery took place on Monday. And on Friday, the surgeon came to the hospital room I was lying in and said, five days after the surgery, he said, we shouldn't have done the surgery. Said, what, what do you mean? This was a surgery of six seven, six, seven hours. And now you come and tell me we shouldn't have done it? So what do you mean by that? He said, we removed the uterus. 20 lymph nodes on the right side and 20 lymph nodes on the right uh, on the left side. We cut it in many slices and, and put under the microscope. We did not find even one cancer cell. Are you serious? I am. And in this moment, I knew that I wasn't dreaming. Mm-hmm. I had this moment of, I call it of grace, God. where miracles happen when we go on our knees, surrendering because I didn't have tears to cry. I didn't have power to, to speak. I was just whispering, but that was enough. It was in, in your heart, you know, being, going humbly onto your knees and crying out to God. Yeah, please. Yeah, yeah. Oh, powerful. And these are the, I mean, there's no question, no doubt that, I mean, there's, there's a, a greater healing power that God is there and can infuse and heal. And it's instantaneous healing. It's not something that we have to maybe wait, you know, four years later down. I mean, he can heal in an instant. At the same time, it's important for me to tell people who are listening to this podcast, we are not seeing both of us pray to God and don't listen to the recommendations of the, of the doctors. This is not what we are saying. Let's make it very clear. Feel in your heart. And when it feels right to you to go the traditional path of traditional medicine, of non-traditional medicine, and pray to God, then do all what feels right to you. So it's very important for me to make it very clear so that there are no misunderstandings. I went through this surgery, and to be very honest with you, I don't know if I have had the power to say in the morning to the surgeon, I believe what God told me yesterday evening I'm not undergoing this surgery. I have to be very honest and transparent with everyone who listens to us. And that's the thing. I think that is some of the mistakes that people do when when they're praying is that they're they're giving God the conditions, telling that this is how uh, you should act in order for me to then feel like there's been a miracle instead of giving God the freedom to do what is ultimately best with the eternal view that God has, not just a limited view that we have just at that moment. And at the same time, to work with God to do everything that is in our power to be in line with the prayers that we have. And there is one thing which I have to add to that. I forgot that, that there was one term which God one favor God asked me for. He said, you're healed, go back to bed, but you have to promise me one thing, that you're radically going to change your life. Do you promise me that? Of course. Here I am, 10 years after that, 2008, beautiful. My surgery was, by the way, on June 23rd. 
1998. 10 years after that, beautiful summer day, I'm running from treating room one to treating room two, from, from waiting room to the reception and so on. And what, all of a sudden I, I hear this voice, what did you promise me 10 years ago? I'm looking at the calendar, June 23rd, 10 years. First of all, I went to a small room, started crying because I somehow broke my promise. I'm just telling you that we are all human beings. And when 10 years have passed by, we forget. And God comes into our lives and says lovingly, what did you promise me, my beloved daughter, 10 years ago? What about changing radically your life and keeping up with the change, right? <laughs> so again, we are all human beings. And I remember distinctly, it took me 10 minutes and everyone was working not me. It, I could delegate all the tasks and, of course, get back into the state of mind. Be conscious, be aware, be awake that the way you have been living your life before cancer did not serve you long term. This oh. is one of the lessons, right? Mm -hmm. Well, there's a, I mean, to continue doing the same that brought cancer into your life, and then continue doing that after you're healed, thinking that you're going to have a different outcome doesn't make any sense. Obviously, you do need, there's something that brought cancer into existence. And so now you have to shift something in order to have a different outcome. And it doesn't have to happen overnight. This is a process. And it's important to make this conscious decision Yes, I had to deal with cancer. Yes, thank God I got healed. And yes, I am initiating the process of changing my life. One small step at a time. And of course, I will have a deviation just like I did. But the direction is living in alignment and in, in deep connection with my own spirit, with my soul. And when something feels off, and this is where I would love to invite people. You always have this opportunity to turn to God, divine, higher power, whatever word in resonance with you, and ask for guidance, especially when you find yourself in a dead end. So what am I supposed to do in this particular situation? Then ask with your own words, God, I'm here. I don't know what step to take. Shall I go to the right, to the left? Shall I go forward? Shall I stay for a moment or maybe take a step back? Thank you for your guidance. And the guidance will come in a form of a book of, of someone calls you, you watch a video, or you see a sign on the street. Guidance comes very quickly when you're open to hear, to see this guidance. So we have this opportunity to talk to God 24-7 and not wait something significant to happen in our lives. Even the smallest challenge is dealt with in an easy, joyful manner when we turn to God and ask for guidance, for help, for support, for comfort, whatever we need right now. That's a beautiful way of living life. And it's that kind of being in the, the present, being in the moment to be able to hear and listen and feel 
And then, you know, sometimes it can just be the breeze of the wind that makes you inspired to do something. And that's how God communicates. But if you're worrying about something in the future or you're holding on to something in the past and, and not centered in the, you know, in the present, then a lot of times you miss out on a great amount of communication that God is, is trying to provide. And not to forget all this, I call them earth angels. I've experienced so many beautiful communications with strangers. Three and a half years ago, I moved to Cologne because my daughter called me and said, I have difficulties with a newborn baby. Can you please come and help me? And every time when I go, even just walking, people will ask me, do you need any help? Do you need any guidance? This are earth angels. Why would they care? Yeah. Yeah. We have these beings, his angels, his beautiful, you know, there to serve and love and, and take care of us all, all around us. And it's, it's just being open to that. And being one of them when yeah. it's required, right? Mm -hmm. If someone needs assistance and even just a smile, mm -hmm. smile when you, when you meet a stranger, that, that could make the day of this person. You don't know. And it is being in that, that energy, you know, cause I, like we were talking about the cancer is, is that when we've lost kind of that purpose, lost the identity. And so by refueling our, our bodies, being in that place, you know, being in that connection in this and in the loving, but at the same time, loving the gift that's given your body, your spirit, and kind of recognizing that, then you create an environment that's very hard for cancer to exist in. I say that no one and nothing can withstand love. So when I, I love this uh, song of uh, Pink, shower me with sunshine. Well, why don't you shower yourself with sunshine and with love? Mm -hmm. Just imagine a shower of golden light and love over your body. No chance for any uh, illness, for any disease, because love heals everything. Starting with self-love, because you can give to others only when your cup of self-love overflows. We're talking about passionate self-love where we are all one, right? There is no more me. Everything is we. We're not talking about self-love, me above the others, me against the others, me better than the others. We're talking about love where we are all one. And in such an environment, there are no diseases. And this fear of reoccurrence of cancer, you don't have to have it because you have a powerful tool in your hand, love. I couldn't agree more. And one of the challenges people have, I mean, when you were talking about finding your purpose or being in work, you know, living in, in line with who you are, you know, your, that God, the identity that, you know, is, is created within, you know, with, from God, how did that look like? I mean, you had your, that moment 2008 and you realized, you know, I, I did not feel, you know, fulfill my promise to radically change my life. What did you do at that time to radically change your life? I mean, how, how did that process look like? I ask for guidance. To be very honest with you, I don't remember. This is a long time ago. I, I remember that I was reminded, I'm here, Madalena. Why don't you talk to me? Why did you forget talking to me? Because 
all of a sudden you feel well, you are again on the top of the world, whatever that means. Just talk to me. And, and my life now is talking to God all the time. Just like you said it beautifully, I go out and walk through a park and I hear the birds singing. God, thank you for this beautiful moment of grace being one with the nature. Yeah, I love that. So how from the radical change, what, what does your life look like now? Well, 2011, I took a leap of faith and sold my dental practice. Because through this conversation with God, I was shown very clearly that serving the health and the well-being of human beings as a dentist is a small part of the service. And then I started serving from a holistic perspective and involving the power of prayer. When I interact with people, then I ask them, what is the biggest challenge in your life? One, please. Only one. Don't get into, into overwhelm. And people always know. When they say that three seconds after the question, I know this is the intuition. So this is my biggest challenge. And I listen to them with my heart. Ask a couple of questions, if at all. And in any conversation, there is one sentence. The person I'm talking to speaks out loud. And I hear this very clear message from God, this is it, start praying. And I pray out loud. And the most, every part is significant, but the most exciting part is the forgiveness part. I'm asking for forgiveness. And this is work which I've, I've witnessed so many miracles. I'm going to tell you, last week I was talking to a lady and I asked her, what is her biggest challenge? And she knew instantly that this stillness, this non-communication between me and my daughter. I want us to meet. I want us to hug each other. I want us to have a conversation from the heart of a mother to a heart of a daughter. So we had this conversation and she said one sentence. I started praying. This was 11 a.m. European time. By evening, her son-in-law, who is happily married to, to her daughter, started out of the blue, quotation mark, of course, conversation with her on Facebook, and they are already planning their reunion. So it took, I'm taking, I'm really uh, getting good goosebumps just talking about that. It took, let's say, half a day for the miracle to take place in a real life. It's incredible. So how could I offer this holistic service as a dentist? Can you imagine a dentist praying at a dental practice? Certainly you can. That is not what they're coming in. I mean, th that's not the expectation. I can truly, I truly see, I mean, as, as a dentist, I mean, there, there's just no way you're able to kind of drive this powerful message. I mean, yes, people obviously love their, their teeth perfect, and there's, there's a huge amount of value, but to have somebody that to really kind of, and, and the ripple effect of being able to connect with an individual and align them with, with God's healing power, it becomes, I mean, uh, what a gift. This ripple effect in, in this part of the prayer where uh, forgiveness is asked for, we pray for ancestral lineages. Yeah. So you have a family dynamic and 
I've witnessed countless miracles. We pray for their healing the relationship between two nations. I had a young man, mother is American, father is Saudi Arabian. So we pray for the healing, the connection between two nations. Can you imagine what a, what a ripple effect, as you said it beautifully, that can have on 300 million Americans. And I don't know what's the um, number of people in Saudi Arabia yet, this is how we get one step at a time our world healed, more healed. And, and, and the, this is different. And the people, they, they think that, well, it, it's not, I mean, this is, this is amazing. And, but your, your people think, well, it's just two different people. And there's just two you know, individuals and, and that is it. You know, how can it have such a grand mm -hmm. impact? But then you, you know, in physics, you talk about the butterfly effect, you know, where yeah. you know, just small little changes, can, the small little shift in one area can create then a hurricane in Japan, you know, for instance. I mean, it, it's these kind of small little shift that have tremendous changes in outcome. We had a meeting, for example, a couple of days ago in a net mm -hmm. uh, work group. And very spontaneously, I said, let's take two minutes, close our eyes and send a rainbow of, rainbow of love to every person involved in this Ukraine conflict, including Putin, mm -hmm. including him. And this was also a beautiful moment. Everyone involved directly or not directly. Yeah, that, that's infusing it with love and healing instead of uh, fear and hate. Yeah. Darkness cannot uh, drive away darkness. Only light can, as Martin Luther King said, right? Mm -hmm. Hatred is not the answer and was never the answer. Love it is. We're not saying be, uh, don't do anything else. Infuse everything what you do, including your thoughts and your intentions with love and see what happens in your own life because what you send out comes back to you. And this is the story coming back to, you know, people battling cancer. You know, we, we're looking at these kind of international conflicts, like what's going on in Ukraine and Russia now, yeah. you know, and we see that as kind of a, an isolated evil and bad things are happening. And it's kind of like in our own body, if we look upon our own body as, as a world, and we have, now we have the cancer is, is the conflict and we are afraid of it and we don't want it. And we you know, put all these kind of repelling energy, you know, hating that it's there. And, and, you know, why is God doing this? And instead to me, of, yeah, to me. exactly. What, what, uh, why is somebody punishing me instead of just, you know, the same, you, you infuse it with love and with healing and, you know, for restoration rather than just separation and disconnect. If it helps you, then sit down and write a letter to, the, to cancer. Cancer, you are part of my body. I accept you. Let's together restore this unity of my body wow. and continue praying to God and believe firmly that miracles are happening and find one 
strong why. Why do you want to be healed from cancer? And the stronger the why, it could be anything. My why was very strong as a mother. Even if you feel like, let's say we have an 80, 85 years old person, uh, a gentleman or a lady, and this person feels like, I haven't finished my, I haven't completed my, my life mission. What a strong why is this to live 15, 20 more years? Then find your why. I have a chapter in my book with a question, is cancer God-made or man-made? And that, that is actually, that's a very powerful question. And I'm not blaming anyone. No. I'm not saying this is your fault that you have cancer. Please, this is not what we are saying. For me personally, the disconnection from my soul, from my spirit, as a part of the divine spirit, brought cancer into my life so that cancer can teach me the greatest lessons to reconnect with God, with higher power, with divine, and with my soul. And to live life with constant connection and constant talking to God. And God answers and if you don't hear the words like I do, people ask me many times, I don't hear what God is telling me. You don't have to. Pay attention to the science and also to intuition. Body speaks to you. When you ask a question and the answer is yes or no, you ask a question and you feel in your guts, do you feel an expansion, warmth? Then you know your body is telling you the answer is yes. When you start feeling constriction, I have moments in my, in, when I ask a question, every cell of my body is constricting already, telling me, no, Madlena, don't go in this direction. So body talks to us. Maybe this is a want in your heart area. You know your body best. Your body tells you. You have the feeling that feels right to me, whatever the feeling is for you. And that feels not right to me. And, Listen and, to your body. And as you're doing this, you're becoming, it's like any skill, you know, like riding a bike. Yeah, in the beginning, it's going to be maybe fainter. And yeah. as you are more in tune, it's going to be more and more clear as to what this communication looks like. And each communication is different for each individual. So, it, it, yeah. So, uh, yeah. Wonderful. And, and, and don't just go to people and ask them to talk to God on your behalf. Talk on your own. God is happy to, to answer your questions, to fulfill your wishes, to heal you, to guide you. There is no franchise which some people have to talk to God more intense than the others. That's not true. Come to me and I will pray for you to God. Please come if it feels right to you and pray on your own. I love that. Well, Madlena, as this has been so wonderful. This is so powerful and such a, and I, to me, this is such a core component when you're dealing with cancer. I mean, yes. I mean, you have take this supplement, you know, do this medical therapy, eat this diet. Now all these components are important as well. But, but this is this is like the, the core aspect of, I believe, what, what people need to look at and really dig deep if you're diagnosed with cancer or if maybe, let's say, this, you want to prevent cancer. I mean, it, it's, you don't have to wait for cancer to come into your life to no. learn this kind of lesson. 
Nope. So live your life from a place of love, starting with yourself, and you will not have to deal with any diseases. Yeah, I love that. Well, Madalena, thank you so much for everything that you're doing. Pleasure. For uh, for the, the how you're helping people right now, and how how can people connect with you now? I mean, what what is the best way if they if they feel that they want a little guidance? Yeah, you know, how do they connect with you? I'm very uh, beautifully present on LinkedIn under Madlena Kanchev com if you if you type my name Madlena Kanchev then you will see my LinkedIn profile or on Facebook. So just type my name in the in the browser and when your intention is to find me, God will guide you to me and so <laughs> connect with me. I have my complimentary sessions where I let people experience what does it mean to pray out loud to God. Mm-hmm. So that they, I can tell you many stories and it's different when you experience it on your own. So everyone is very welcome to come and experience the power of an answered prayer to the divine. And the more the heart is open to receive, the more powerful the miracles are. We have to be open to receive the miracle, right? Mm -hmm. And the heart is open when it's filled with love. I agree. Thank you so much, Madalena. Thank you. My pleasure. Thank you for the invitation. Thank you. The information this podcast is for educational purposes only and it's not designed to diagnose or treat any disease. I hope this podcast impacted you as it did me. Please subscribe so that you can be notified when new episodes are released. There are some excellent shows coming up that you do not want to miss. If you're enjoying these podcasts, Please take a moment to write a review and please don't keep this information to yourself. Share them with your family and friends. You never know what piece of information that will transform their lives. For past episodes and powerful information on how to conquer cancer, go to integrativecancersolutions.com. If you would like to know more about the cutting edge integrative oncology therapies my center offers, please visit thecarlfeldcenter.com. Thank you for spending this time with us, and I hope to see you at our next episode of Integrative Cancer Solutions with Dr. Carl Feldt.